everyone and welcome to episode 164 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. How are you today Lauren? I'm good. How are you Daryl? It's snowing outside. I know. Well I say snowing it's kind of spitting sleet of some kind and it's yeah. not remotely laying but no. it's still in England that's somewhat exciting. Yes it's still a win. It is. <laughs> I mean obviously we were just in America it snowed a lot there, yeah. so. Um, but for for us English folk down south, I would say up north they do get snow. Yes, down but south, down south, it's it's a it's a rare it's a rare occurrence. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. We take what we can get. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's cold, uh, it's snowy, and um, we've got. I'd say we've got a lot to talk about today. Mm. But we also have a Patreon supporter coming on the show later. So yeah, uh, yeah I hope you guys look forward to that. Um, but today we're going to be talking about. Final Fantasy battle systems, specifically, which ones are our favorite? Mm. Like, obviously, this has become um, a topic recently because Matsuda and Katazi have been talking about battle systems, but we're going to be talking about which ones our favorite are. Uh, and then we've also got some news. There's been some stuff happening with Final Fantasy 15, as always, the game mm. that doesn't, it doesn't stop. End. It just doesn't stop. No. It never stops. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get onto that just after we do all our typical intro stuff. So for you new folks listening, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday, working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, as well as all our news coverage on FinalFantasyUnion.com by Brayden. Going to do some Patreon shoutouts now. So this is for everyone who has paid $2.50 or more per episode. And if you are interested in supporting us on Patreon, please head over to patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion where you can get access to giveaways and badges that Lauren sends out. And as Blue Machine has done today, you can also come on the show. Mm. All right, Lauren, let's kick things off with... Barry Norton at Nortrine Zero. Then we have Lewis James. Blue Machine at Blue Machine. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Jonathan Gonzalez at Oh, It's Just Johnny. Marcus Konecki. Josh McNabb. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Zach Duranto at Zed Duranto 58. William Trengove at Vonestiakshire. Mike. Dustin Smith. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1. Ishbel Ayala at Red Beppers. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Muhammad Quayam. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Vitanitas. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Zach Porter at Porter Paradox. Miles Ribbons. And Richard Holman at Vex Lennon. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Okay, so on to our main discussion topic this episode, Lauren. As you'll note from the outline here, Lauren, I've literally left this blank. We're just going to free for all this conversation. Okay, but we're going to do a slight preface and say that, yes, recently um, there were some comments that came out from uh, Matsuda, who's, of course, the CEO and president, I think, of Square Enix, and Kataze, who's obviously the venerable creator, director, now executive producer of things mm. like Mobius, and he's also working on the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so they came out and said somewhat contrasting things. <laughs> So Matsuda uh, was talking, I can't remember where he was talking, maybe it was into investors or something, but he was talking about the Tokyo RPG factory and how, um, obviously, as a base, they are there to work on kind of older school games. Um, I Am Setsuna was was very turn-based. Lost Sphere comes out very soon as turn-based. And he was talking about how, um, you know, they have, their, their main goal is to try and modernize, um, let's say, older video game styles mm. to try and make them appealing in the current era. And then he was saying how he was hoping that the like the the biggest like the bigger uh, teams they have um, would be able to try and apply a similar thought process to uh, their current games they're working on. Now he didn't specifically say he wanted new games to work on turn based. He wasn't even talking specifically about Final Fantasy. He was just talking about newer big, big franchises. So he could be even talking about Deus Ex or Tomb Raider or Dragon Quest or whatever. Mm. We don't know. But that was that was one thing he was talking about how he wanted um, people to take inspiration from the Tokyo RPG factory. Mm. Then Kataze was doing a Q and A session with a, a YouTube a channel that's sponsored by Square Enix, and they asked him the question: Is there going to be a return to modern turn-based combat? And he pretty much just said no. <laughs> so they were kind of at odds to each other. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of put the battle systems back into the forefront again. Obviously, with the Final Fantasy VII remake being action oriented, oriented, then it's uh, it's been a topic of conversation anyway yeah 
but like I think we just wanted to have a conversation about which are favorite systems are why why we like them um and just talk about like their evolution i guess a little mm. bit because there has been a lot of change yeah yeah there definitely has been to be honest though i just like i know that they all have specific systems that they're called i can never remember what what well you're which. lucky though because that is exactly what i, I put see, in the outline i see that i see that but like i i just always call it turn-based and i know that there's like active time battle active down like but like at the end of the day, I just I get so worked up on it. But yes, well I'll try to learn it this time. <laughs> well, it's I think the thing that's quite strange for me is that um, it's only really in the past decade when the battle system has gone absolutely AWOL. Like it's just it's just gone crazy. And I, I don't mm. know if AWOL is necessarily the correct term, but I feel like that kind of is. Like it's just. It's gone all over the place. Yeah. Um, like, if you if you kind of do a little timeline, you've got the original three games on the NES, which were turn-based. They mm. were, like, um, influenced by dra- uh, Dungeons & Dragons, where you assign all your team's commands, and then you say, submit, and then um, they, the enemy's done the same thing, and then it just plays out. Yeah. And then with Final Fantasy IV, they changed it to the active time battle system where it was you had the time bar and then whoever got, whenever your time bar got to the end, it was your go and same for enemies and stuff. And they actually used that system for a long time. Mm-hmm. They just modified it. So four through six were similar. Um, and then obviously seven through nine, they they changed other elements of the mm-hmm. of the combat. So they put in things like the material system, Lauren's favorite, the junctioning yes, system. Yes, the junctioning uh, and then obviously Final Fantasy IX was more kind of simplified version of it. Um, and then they they went away from it, but then came back to it with Ten Two. Mm-hmm. So in in actuality, like the ATB system was used in seven games, mm-hmm. which is quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe I'm speaking for both of us here, but I think Ten Two was probably the best version of it. Yeah. No, I agree. I I definitely I love the I love the battle system in Ten Two. I think that's like my ideal my ideal gameplay hmm. and then obviously before that like Kataze working on the playstation 2 they decided like let's change things up a bit yeah let's change things up so they had the the ctb system mm-hmm. which is a conditional turn-based which I, it's weird because it's like it's a very different type of system so it's mm. like the original turn-based systems but they they made it so that it wasn't based on team like the team submission it was individual submission mm. And I know that you've been playing Final Fantasy X recently. Yeah. But how how did you feel that kind of changed the the combat? Did you feel it made it slower or quicker? Um, I don't know. Like I honestly don't. Like I I mean, when I played through Final Fantasy X, obviously I kind of had a bit of a uh, a difference in how I played it before because I had the fast forward um thing from um. Uh, the PC version, and that was fast that forward. wasn't just in like the walking around. That was in the battles that was in as well, both right? the, yeah, both battles and walking around. So it's hard for me to sort of um, it's hard for me to look at it again um, because I didn't play the traditional way that Final Fantasy X is supposed to be played. I played it um, fast forwarded. So um, I mean, like that's the thing. Like maybe I just have turn-based blindness but i just don't really notice much of the differences in how it works like i still i can't wrap my head around why it's why it's necessarily different from something like like turn-based or um active so yeah so turn-based was when it's you you have your hold size commands and then you submit them yeah active time battle was then where you had the bar and then when your character's bar got to the end, then you got to do yeah. your turn. And then Final Fantasy X Final is... Fantasy X was that there was no bar anymore. They took it away. Yeah. Um, it, and you had the turn rotation on the right-hand side. So it's just kind of like a turn-based. Yeah, so it's complete, It's individual turn-based. Mm. So basically, whereas with the first uh, iteration of turn-based, you'd have like four characters and then you might have six enemies and then you'd have to cycle through all ten and then you mm. that would be... Then you you wouldn't be able to do anything. So you mean wait. because because like um sometimes it was based off of what move that people did. Well, let's say or, like so you had four people, like the fact that they were hasty, and you've only got four something. people, but you say like they're all going to do attack. Yeah. So then you say they're all going to do attack, and then you, you have to wait until they've all done their attacks until you get the chance to do something again. Yeah. ATB was where it was kind of individual, but you didn't necessarily have like a you had to wait. So. Mm-hmm. 
it wasn't that like if if it was no one's turn yeah you just had to watch the bars go forward yeah um whereas with uh the conditional turn base which was in final fantasy 10 it was that it was every single character got a turn instantly Mm. okay yeah I so see that. if it was Tyus's turn you did Tyus action and if, if it yeah. after Tyus it was Luna Lula Lula Lulu, Lula, Lulu. <laughs> Lulu um, then you do Lulu straight um, away but yeah. you didn't have to wait for mm. someone to get their turn oh uh, yeah I see what you mean now but then like I mean I guess you kind of do because you're waiting for you're waiting for the enemy to but then they're, they're part well. of the rotation yeah so if you think back to that first one yeah. it wasn't just your team you had to wait for if you yeah. had six enemies you had to wait for 10 characters to do their actions yeah. before you got the chance to do anything again yeah yeah whereas 10 like you could it's have just I go, you could have I go, whole, you go, I you go, you go, base. you go, I go. You could have a whole a whole battle that basically was just you because you've um you've interrupted the enemy's thing like quick hits like you you change the order yeah. you can just keep on quick hitting them or whatever. Um so yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, with 10, I really did like how it worked just because um I don't know. I just, I, I, I found it easy to use. I found it easy to sort of, I just found it easy to understand. I think, I think. Like, in I my, it doesn't really appear as though it's easy th- to understand, but I, like, I got it more so. I think it's just because it, it can be fast if you want it to be fast. Yeah. So you can use haste, you can use quick hit. Yeah. If you mash X, it's going to go faster than probably any of the other games you've played previously. Yeah. Because you do just get to turn, like, turns so quickly and they yeah. get action very quickly. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you've got haste on as well, not only yeah. does it mean you get your turn quicker, also they perform their action faster. Yeah. Um, whereas, I guess, but if you wanted to slow things down and just take your time, mm. there's no repercussions for doing so. Whereas, obviously, like going back to the original turn base, it was the same. But the yeah. ATB system, if you just sat there, then everyone would get their turn straight away. Then it would just kind of, you'd have to wait until the same thing happened again. Whereas I mean, with this, it's just like, you if you wanted to just deliberate and it yeah. was Tyus's turn, you just sit on him. And then nothing happens. It doesn't. Ch- it doesn't change the turn ordering. It mm. doesn't. Not, like you don't take any more damage or anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like. I like tens a lot. Um, the older ones, they were a bit more slower paced than than the newer ones. Like ten, I just felt. I did feel like it was a bit more fast paced than than something like three or one. <laughs> Those were really 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 slow but i don't know i mean it's it's hard for me to it's hard hard i don't know why i'm being so daft about it but it's like hard for me to really fully grasp the um how i feel about each of the systems because i just i don't know i just never felt like the gameplay was important it was obviously important to getting through the story, but I guess I never really fully thought about how it worked. I just knew I had to do something in order to defeat the enemy. Is that just up until that point? Because obviously, at that after that point, yeah, things changed. In yeah, because like, yeah, like the I'd, I'd say the combat from one through ten, even though there's slight variances and stuff, it just it made sense. It wasn't yeah. that difficult to understand. No. Whereas with Final Fantasy twelve, when it moved to the active dimension battle That's system. That's when I got, I started losing the plot and I hated, I just, I still do. I still don't like, because I just liked playing X or pressing X. And I know that the Gambit system, like you can actually override well, no, the Gambit. Well, no, you can't. You can't, well, you can. you can't do that mentality still. Yeah. It's not yeah. like. It doesn't work you, as well. It, it it was a kind of a combination of the the online ones, which is the mm. real real time battle, where they yeah. call it, where it's turn based, but you don't have control of the turn. No, and that that annoyed me. That annoyed me so because you, I feel like I would be more likely to make mistakes. Um, I'm more likely to just be like, "Oh, they're fine," and then all of a sudden, "Oh my god, somebody's yeah. dead!" Crap. Because the whole like, thing was that you. It. You choose the the action you want them to take, and then yeah. they go into their own kind of ATB system. Yeah. But until you tell them to do something else, they will yeah. continue doing that action on their time rotation. Yeah, I like the time to sort of think about what I'm doing and making decisions off of what to do next, which is why I am probably more of the turn-based type player. Like, I do really like... I, I like the fact that in the older games you could have that time to deliberate on what to do next. Um, 
I mean, you could make it go faster in in some respects. Like you can um, speed up time, obviously, in the PC versions of some of the games. Yeah, and I would say that in the, some of the ATB installations as well, if you just stood there and stuff, the the opponent still kept hitting you. Yeah, yeah. You so could, you you could I mean, you could turn it off. There's the difference between yeah. that active and wait, but yeah, but yeah, I think I think when it came to twelve, I just it threw me off too much because it was so different from. Um, the other games that I had played, like going from 10-2 to 12 was just like a really harsh sort of transition. Mm. Because 10-2 was very fast, yeah. but it was still, it still was a very simple system. Yeah. Like they did things like you could uh, interrupt enemies' attacks if you attacked yeah. too quickly or and they had other things in there. But it was still like a very, I press X, they do something mm. and you have the chance to like make decisions and stuff and it's also like you know i i loved the fact that in um 10 you only had to focus on three characters so you go back i mean granted we had we had a lot of a lot of situations with um well no wait hold on so like from 10 10 and then till 12 like 10 it made it really easy to level up the other characters because you could just switch them in and have them do something and then go away 10 2 it was only three characters that you had to worry about so it was still really easy to level them up but then 12 went back to the old system where if you didn't actually use them um and it was quite difficult to use them in battle it was hard to level them up so some people just got left behind which was kind of annoying it's what so, used to happen in the older games a lot exactly and oh yeah it happened to me all the time i i have like uh, Final Fantasy VI is probably my worst, <laughs> my got, worst it's experience. It's got such a large cast because, like, you have so many instances where you have to split the characters up, and you can only use one certain character at a time. And it's something that actually, like, moving on to thirteen, um, in a way, I sort of respect 13's gameplay system for forcing you to use the characters that maybe you're not too. It did it in a way that was. Um, like sure, it's it still threw you off because like it's kind of like how they did it with four. But at least it didn't feel like they were useless. It didn't yeah. feel like because Final Fantasy four, they like there was a lot of stuff where you from I remember it was a long time since about you couldn't really choose your party makeup for a lot mm. that you you got forced in scenarios, which yeah. is very much like uh, thirteen where. It's like now you're playing as Sars and Vanille. Now yeah. you're playing as Lightning and Hope. Now you're playing as Snow and Fang. Like. You, you, you. There are obviously instances uh, mm. later on when you get to choose. Who and there's you want. instances in twelve where that happens a little bit, but not quite as extreme as as thirteen and probably four. But how did you feel about 13's battle system in general? Because again, mm. that was it was kind of like a weird hybrid of everything. So yeah. it was they took bits of the ATB system. Um, they took bits of the active dimension battle in terms of like the automation of actions. Yeah. Um, and they, I'd say it's weird because it's like they turn the whole combat system on its head. No, I I really do, I really do like the Final Fantasy Thirteen system because it made it more of a challenge. I mean, it was still kind of like the traditional Final Fantasy um type of battle system, but. Like, there were so many things that you could mess up on. There were so many things that could potentially go wrong. Like, you really had to focus on what kind of uh, what kind of jobs you had them set at, whether or not they were, you know, a, a ravager. Paradigms. Or, yeah, the paradigm shifts. Like, you really had to focus on that. So I found I found Final Fantasy thirteen to be interesting in that regard, even though I got, I got stuck a few well, times. Well, I guess the weird thing about it, and I, and I know... It has its detractors because it took away the strategy element was very different from what had come before. Mm. So instead of it being, oh, I need to cast fire because this enemy is weak to ice or whatever, strong or whatever. Um, <laughs> I need to cast fire because weak to fire would be the correct thing to say. Yeah. Um, it's an ice-based monster. Anyway, um, instead of thinking like on oh, that granular level, mm. like, oh, I need to cast this spell or I need to do this or I need to do that. It was. I need to have this job in play, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole, the whole. Uh, it was very reactionary to the situation you were in, which just it was. You had to change your jobs on the fly. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about the actions that they performed. Yeah, uh, like if you needed to heal, you just pulled in load of medics, and you get yeah. held up, then you take them out, and yeah. like it was much more. It was a very reactionary 
game. Mm-hmm. So it was very strategic, but on a on a very different level. And actually, it was interesting. I watched a video recently by a YouTuber called Warbot, and he actually compares Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy XIII um, in terms of linearity. And he suggests, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he was suggesting that Final Fantasy XIII's gameplay style is actually linear as well, in the sense that a lot of the times you do have to have certain makeups in order to beat an enemy and there's not much differentiation. But I didn't really find that because I found that I still found yeah. I found that I still had a choice. I found that there was still stuff that I I had well, to I'd make say, a choice. I'd say about. through the beginning parts of the game because they only have certain paradigms yeah. available to them. Well yeah, in the beginning but, part. But I'd I mean I'd use myself as case in point. I got all the way to Bartandus, which is quite far into the game, and I didn't even use Saboteur. No. I didn't use um, Synergist, and there's another one. Mm. I pretty much used just Commander, um, Ravager, Medic, and Sentinel. Yeah. I didn't use the other two because I didn't know what they were for. Because yeah. in Final Fantasy, enfeebling and um, and like buffing yourself up, mm. like aside from like doing protect and shell, sometimes you didn't like, really have haste, to think about it. I didn't ever really think about like you thought. Yeah, I need I need somebody who can deal a hit. Maybe somebody who's good at magic in case there is a weakness, and I need a medic and. That's pretty much. I didn't think like, it. oh, for this fight, I need to uh, have a commander and two ravages mm-hmm. so that I I can do lots of uh, damage for the stagger system. And mm-hmm. then once that's once they've broken them, I then go to like a more of a three commander setup mm-hmm. to do more damage. Like, and I don't need to. I need to like do all this stuff. I, I just it just wasn't in my mind. All yeah. all in my mind was right. I can do. I can hit them with the commander. Mm-hmm. Commando. I can um, protect myself with the tank with the sentinel. And I can heal with a medic. Yeah. And enfeebling and all that stuff was just completely not in my mind. I didn't even think about it because yeah. Final Fantasy games, it just wasn't a thing. Like yeah. in Final Fantasy Eleven, it was where you could do stuff. And Final Fantasy Twelve, they kind of had it in with like faith and bravery. Mm. But like it just wasn't, it wasn't there. Yeah. So, and like obviously to beat Bartanders, I had to use those elements, but I got all the way there yeah. without having any problem whatsoever. And I almost beat Bartanders without even using them. Yeah. So like, it's just, I kind of get his point. Yeah. I mean, but like, that's sort of the thing that I liked about 13's battle system is that it forced you to use um, systems that have always been in place in Final Fantasy games. You always had these things there but you've never felt the need well to yeah use most them. of the time it didn't work like how many times yeah. can you actually poison a boss and have yeah. it worthwhile and like bio and stuff like i mean you kind of had it in 10 like you could manipulate with zombie and that type of thing um especially with unalaska and uh seymour yeah it's just kind of case by case but it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't overly complex whereas final fantasy 12 or sorry final fantasy 13 really pushed it into a new level which i can respect and i i appreciate it um i mean obviously for people who had been used to a sort of quote-unquote easy system um it was it was probably a shell shock it was just yeah it was it was a completely different style of gameplay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say it was the the older ones were easy. It was just they were more strategic. Mm. But then obviously you've got strategy wow. turn based on top of that. They were strategic to a point until you became OP and then everything just died. But like, you know, there's so many different ways that you can be emerald weapon for example. Yeah, um, it's true. The the like sort of um the special bosses, yeah, of course. Like there are there are strategies that go in there, but the base game, you can pretty much go on autopilot and then yeah, you're which good obviously is the then what game. people would counter with with thirteen saying, well, the game is pretty much on autopilot anyway. Like it's no different from hitting X in that game yeah. to hitting X in this game. Kind of, kind of, but I still respected it. Like I still found that that was the kind of auto battle that I would that I would be comfortable with. So obviously, you know, since then, um, Lightning Returns went back to a more ATB system because it was only one character. Yeah. But then, you know, we've now had Type-0 and Final Fantasy fifteen, which have used what is called like the active cross-battle system, yeah. which is completely real-time. There's no turn-based whatsoever. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you prefer that? Or do you prefer like the 13 model? Or do you prefer the turn-based? I mean, I like it, but it, it's just like... It's a shame. 
really. I mean, I hate to be that fan who's just like, oh, I like the older games, blah, 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 blah. But like Square Enix have so significantly split this fan base now that it is pretty much impossible to go back to the um, sort of active time battle system that they had for so many years. I mean, I understand that you have to upgrade and that kind of thing. But like, I mean, you don't play a Dark Souls game expecting it to be a turn-based or like, or sorry, you don't you don't play a Dark Souls game and then think like, oh wow, this is like a turn-based system instead of like what it was originally. Like, well, yeah, well, it'd be like they have Dark Souls two and then yeah. Dark Souls three is a turn-based game. Yeah, like you know for a fact that people would be pissed off about that and sort of like thrown off. Like maybe there would be some people who would be like, oh, this system is interesting. But there would be a lot of people who would be like, well, I bought this game, like, hoping... I mean, granted, you, you're more prepared now for what the gameplay is going to be because of how much coverage people do on it. But if if the next Dark Souls game was a turn-based game, would you still even consider purchasing it? Yeah, and I think you it's... always were sort of Square Enix have, thing? Have, have kind of shot themselves in the foot because after... Like we said, they, they kept the ATB system for a long period of time. The conditional turn-based battle system was... It, it was fine. It didn't really change that much. Like mm-hmm. it was still, it was still um, relatable. Yeah. Ten um, two obviously went back to it. Final Fantasy twelve, like Ito just completely changed the game. Yeah. Uh, and used a system that we hadn't seen before uh, or anything like that, which is which is okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. It was an expansion of the turn based battle system. Yeah. Like I can, I can get on board with that. I'm okay yeah. with it. Yeah. Final Fantasy thirteen, they then said like, no, we don't care about any of that. Really, mm-hmm. we're going to go back to another system. Um, and then obviously they've changed that as the trilogy went on, mm. and then now they've gone into a completely different one, yeah. which has been forced upon us because Versus Thirteen was supposed to be a spin-off, yeah, um, and because and- Kataze and Nomura like it. And Tabata likes yeah. it too. Like all then, of them like that. But then, that. yeah, it's like, what? What do they do now? It's yeah. like, well, I guess it depends on who the director is because. Yeah. That, whereas before, um, people knew roughly what they were going to get. There was an evolution of a system that mm-hmm. was in place. Now it's like, well, it could they could evolve Final Fantasy X Part Two. Mm-hmm. They could evolve Twelve. They could evolve Thirteen or any of the Thirteens. They could evolve Final Fantasy Fifteen further. Yeah. So you've got four different battle systems that are comp- almost completely different from each yeah. other. Th- that we could go in any of those directions. Yeah. And I think if it, no matter which direction they go in. People are going to be pissed off. Yeah, and I mean, they're kind of trying to throw off the scent by being like, look, Tokyo RPG Factory is over here. You can play Lost Sphere. And it's like, like that's fine, but why didn't you do that with that system instead? So that well, I people mean, the could Final... have the action-based system and then kept Final Fantasy as traditional RPG. The Final Fantasy VII Remake is obviously going to be different from Final Fantasy XV as well. So that's yeah. going to introduce another form of action yeah. combat. It's like they the... can't... They're not comfortable with their identity. They're not comfortable with the well, identity. Well, they've lost their identity. Yeah, they don't, they're not comfortable with the identity of Final Fantasy and what it was before. So they've just manipulated it significantly. I mean, even... Final Fantasy 11 and 14, I don't think that they should be mainline titles. I feel like they should be Final Fantasy Online separate. Because it's just, it's just like... Well, yeah, it's like you, you, you said uh, Warcraft. Yeah. So Warcraft was a, a, a strategy game. Yeah. It was like real-time Command and Conquer. Strategy. Yeah, real-time yeah. strategy game. Um, and then World of Warcraft is not remotely that. It's no, an MMO. But they know that, that that is the identity of World of Warcraft. That is the identity of Warcraft. And then they also have Starcraft, which is similar, but it's just in a different skin or whatever. And but yeah, like if they did Starcraft MMO, they wouldn't call it Starcraft 3. No, they would call it Starcraft like Starcraft Online, or... Online, World of Starcraft, you know, that kind of thing. Um that would be really cool, though. I'd probably play that. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just, I don't know why Square Enix made the decisions that they have in terms of um, the Final Fantasy mainline series. I mean, you think about so many of the other series that are going on at the moment, like the Persona series, they haven't really changed their systems that much. They've they've upgraded significantly in each game. They've upgraded their original systems, but you wouldn't have like a operation based well when they do they t- they do a new franchise like exactly, Catherine, Catherine. Is a new, completely and new then style. maybe they'll hint like they had uh vincent in persona 4 as a like cameo um from Catherine, and like you know there's that kind of connection there between the games but they 
typically like they basically have it so if you want your rpg your jrpg you play the persona games or the uh shin megami tensei games or you play our other games and you know maybe if you do like the way that we do our jrpg games you also like our spin-off games which a lot of people do a lot of people love trauma team a lot of people love catherine you know and they they can um they can still ha- have that identity but like square enix the way they done it it's just really cost them a lot of um a lot of dedication a lot of um a lot of people well it's, I, mean, I mean i think people are still really forgiving i think people are still really like um happy for the evolution um i just you know, I just think it's it's a bit of a shame the way that they've gone about it. I think that they could have been better organized. And like, I mean, also, it kind of took away the appeal of um, Dissidia in a way. Because like, I when Dissidia first came out, um, Dissidia and Dissidia Dudesim, the appeal of it was the fact that you could have this ac- um, action-based uh, sort of fighting game, which you didn't have in the other games because you were restricted. But now they have Final Fantasy XV where you can just wail on somebody anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Like, why would I want to play as Noctis in Dissidia when I can already sort of play a better <laughs> yeah, system in the game? I was going to say, arguably, arguably the gameplay in Final Fantasy XV is a lot better than his implementation in Dissidia. Yeah, like why, what is, uh, other than the fact that I can attack other Final Fantasy characters, I just don't find, I don't find the appeal necessarily in that in that sense of Dissidia I still like Dissidia I still don't mind Dissidia Final Fantasy but just sort of saying like you know what is is there any um what is the appeal of an of a spin-off action-based Final Fantasy game where we already have well, that in the I mainline mean, series on that note like is is it now going to be that the spin-off games are the turn-based games that's what i think yeah. it is because that's the thing they've, well they, all the mobile games are turn-based now yeah they've thrown everybody over to tokyo rpg factory so you have um i am setsuna and lost sphere well, like mobius is turn-based um record keeper was turn-based yeah. brave exodus is turn-based yeah all the spin-offs are going to be turn-based and then the main series is going to be action rpg which is, I mean, I, I hate to be a negative Nancy about it, but it, it is a shame for fans of the turn-based systems because that Well, you that basically was, get, you get a cut-down experience now. Exactly. And their, their response to that is, well, play the older games then. And yeah. it's just like, well, thanks. Thanks a lot. And I think it would be more respect... I think their decision for Final Fantasy XV would be more respected if the game... Or if the story was up to par with the past games. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, final word, Lauren. Favorite, yes. favorite battle system? Favorite battle system, Final Fantasy. It's probably a cross between either Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy X-2. Okay, interesting. I'd probably say ten two or thirteen. Mm. They're probably my favorites. Ten, uh, 13 would be, like, a third for me. Mm. Just because that game did frustrate me to no end because of some of the decisions that I made. <laughs> Sid Reigns was a particular bugbear of mine. Yeah, Bot Handless was mine. And the time, oh my god, the time system where, like, if you didn't beat a oh, yeah, boss within a certain time, they cast you. dude. Oh, I hated that. But it hated it in a good way. Yeah, it made you think about your strategies. Yeah. All right, so hopefully you guys enjoyed our discussion about the battle systems. Um wherever you can let us know what your favorite battle systems are mm. um so yeah now we're going to be moving on to a patreon segment uh we've got blue machine coming on and uh, he's been a patreon supporter for about eight months and uh we're now going to dive into it so take it away lauren hey blue welcome to final fantasy union how's it going hey lauren uh it's really good uh thank you for uh letting me be on the show I- i'm a really big fan of the podcast um, I think I've been listening to you way back since, I want to say since before Lightning Returns was Really? Released. Wow. Yeah. So quite a while then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely <laughs> quite a while. And you've stuck with us all that time. Oh, yeah. I would like to uh, think of myself as like a seasoned veteran of Final Fantasy Union. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Seasoned. Season is a very good way to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so let's cut to the chase so decidia nt it's coming out in a few weeks time are you looking forward to it 
uh, completely. Um, <laughs> I've I, I played Dissidia uh, Duodecim, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was a real big fan of that. And when I heard they were releasing the arcade version in Japan, I was very, very upset that they weren't bringing it over to the States. Oh, I know. And um, when they started developing the PS4 version, um, I, I said to myself, okay, I have to get a PS4. <laughs> oh, bless and, you. And so the, the hype for it is uh, definitely real. <laughs> um, I, I'm definitely uh, fanboying over the whole list of characters that they're having. Yeah. And it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Who's been your favorite to play as uh, through the beta? Oh, I, I haven't played the beta, but oh, okay. um, from Dissidia, uh, Duodecim, my favorite was, I would say, Ultimicia. Oh, really? Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Throughout my whole time as a gamer, I, I, I really gravitated toward those uh, ranged uh, caster type characters. So, I don't blame um, you. I, I definitely uh, really gravitated towards her. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a bit of the same. <laughs> and and her character is uh is just, just for lack of a better word, she's just a complete badass. <laughs> I know she so is. She's so cool. Um, I I've actually played as her in in the beta, and I think you're in for a real treat. I think she's she's really cool. Um, some of her attacks are just so insane. And the best part about it is that you can get a skin that looks like Adia as well. So it's all win, win, win. I know. I, I know. So good. Adia was definitely one of my favorite characters also. Oh, she's just so cool. Like, the design is just awesome. Yeah. Is there anybody else that you're looking forward to playing as in the new version? Uh, definitely Lightning. Oh, yeah. I am pretty uh, pretty good with her also. Yeah, no, she is really sick in the, in the new version. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to change her gameplay since since just from the video I've seen her mm-hmm. uh, just uh, playing as the Lightning Returns character, not sure. with her whole pet when I was her whole paradigm shifting from Duodecim. Yeah, it it's definitely different, but I it's still fun. Like it's still a fun sort of um, gameplay. Mm-hmm. They're they're fun gameplay mechanics in there and stuff. So being that Ultimessia is your uh, favorite sort of character from Duodecim is Final Fantasy 8 your favorite game in the series or do you have another love uh it's definitely up there but I, I would say my most favorite would be the uh Final Fantasy 13 oh really uh, oh cool yeah. yeah I mean uh I know I'm definitely part of the minority that really thinks that uh uh especially especially the first fan especially the first Final Fantasy 13 oh um, I know I'm I know <laughs> I, I know I'm in the minority when I say that I really enjoyed the game and um, uh, I know a lot of the uh, uh, complaints were about how the whole lore behind Pulse and Cocoon, you, basically you kind of had to read up on everything in your data log. But mm. me, I love I, I love all that. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would just open up uh, the data log and just read everything one after, the, one after the other. To be honest, though, I mean, like, the gameplay in that was, like, so on point. Like, it was such a good evolution of the um of like the turn-based combat uh from the previous games i think that 13 does get a bad rep for for certain things like i think you know i don't think it's at all it's at all something to be ashamed about to have a love for final fantasy 13 there's definitely a lot to Mm. love in there Now, if you said 12, I would probably say so. No, I'm kidding. Oh, 12. <laughs> but 12 no, had, I mean... 12, 12 thir- had, had some moments. 13, 13 is, is, I think, a great game. And I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. Definitely. Mm. Um, so what got you listening to Final Fantasy Union? Uh, I was just uh, surfing podcasts uh, one day because um, uh, I, I, was, I listened to other uh, gamer podcasts. And sure. Uh, I, I just happened to type in Final Fantasy podcast, and uh, your podcast came up, and um, I clicked it, and I really enjoyed uh, what the, the content that you offered, and uh, if, if, just, just the banter between uh, you and Daryl. And uh, I think that was back, back when Spencer was still on too. Oh, Spencer! Yeah, no, he, um, yeah, wow, that was ages ago, but yeah, no, oh, <laughs> bless Spencer. Spencer and his and his loves. I think he was was he a he was a thirteen fan, wasn't he? He was a big thirteen fan. I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He's definitely 
is oddball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless him. Nah, it's fine. I mean, I understand. I, I wonder if sometimes, like, I worry sometimes if, if Daryl and I having similar tastes bores people but <laughs> but no oh, it was, um, <laughs> but no that's so cool um and then also like what what got you into final fantasy originally gosh uh i think i was about maybe eight or nine years old my oldest sister she had a friend that she would go visit she, she, she was just our our next door neighbor mm. and um we would sometimes go with her because uh, she was real cool with us also. And um, one day I just saw her playing. At the time, I didn't know what it was. But um, sure. it was a it was a Final Fantasy VII. Okay, cool. And um, the part I clearly remember was uh, they were doing the battle with the Midgar Zolim. And uh, oh, that, wow. image just, that image of just uh, seeing all her characters, her, her, her party... Uh, badly that giant snake which is cemented in my head <laughs> yeah yeah that that snake is quite scary and so uh after that um it, it wouldn't be quite a while until probably about a year or two years after that that we that my sister picked up a copy of final fantasy 8 and um, that would be the the, the first uh, the first game of the series that we played. Oh, I love Final That's actually the game that I started with, too. I love Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I mean, uh, just being 10 years old, playing it, I mean, it had a really steep learning curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I struggled, I must admit. I did struggle because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that was my first turn-based game as well. Was that oh, yours? Oh yeah, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a first for me too. Yeah. Like half like halfway through the first disc, um all my characters like I had no knowledge of the junctioning system. Yeah, no. And, and, until 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 my sister shows me one day, "Oh, did you know you, you could do this to your characters?" And I was like, "Really?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That that all makes sense now, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh for, from there, things just totally got so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> from that point on. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, did you make the mistake of opening the lamp? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> and and I, I, I just had all my characters handed to me. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I, I must admit, I was tempted. I. I was gave in to temptation. I was just like, magic lamp. Oh, this could be a genie. And then <laughs> death. Just yeah. death and destruction. So since then, like, what, um, how did you, how did you sort of go through the games? Did you, did you go back and play some of the older ones then, or did you just go forward from there? Um, after uh, Final Fantasy VIII, um, uh, I played Final Fantasy VII, and um, that one I really enjoyed. It was definitely like the poster child for uh, Square Enix, oh my uh, gosh, Square yeah. Soft, Still Square is. Soft at the time, yeah, <laughs> and um. Uh, it was definitely a, a, a change, like visually, because uh, you know I thought the characters would be kind of like developed the same, both uh, proportional and yeah. whatnot, with like more polygons. But um, once I got over that, you know, it, it was really good. You know, I had, the story was was really well developed. Yeah, I, I had to. I mean, admittedly, I had to play it a couple times to to, to really un- understand the whole Zephyroth Genova reunion. Stuff. Yeah. So, because, yeah. Okay, no. I was like, okay, it's like, okay, so I'm battling Genova, who's who's pretending to be Sephiroth, mm-hmm. who is actually uh, frozen in the northern crater. <laughs> yep, I know. It's really like, I mean, I don't know how old you were, but at like twelve or thirteen when I first played seven, yeah, I I just didn't catch on. <laughs> yeah, and it's really and difficult. Then, it, it, it is, especially when, once you in, encounter the part with um, uh, Cloud consciousness. Oh my gosh! Yeah. He, after he's done uh, swimming around in the live stream, you're just kind of like, "What? What is? Go- what? Why am I in <laughs> yeah. this green jelly? Like, what is going on?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, after Final Fantasy Seven, um, I didn't really gravitate towards Final Fantasy Nine. Sure. I don't know why. I mean. It's it a change really in style. Yeah, it, it, it was. was like a completely different style. I think a lot of people, 
I think a lot of people had the same thing, especially if they started with seven and eight. Like mm. it's it was just such a different type of experience, I think. But I definitely do in- enjoy the um, cinematics. I mean, oh so sometimes gosh, yeah. I just open up my, I just open up YouTube and just seeing the um, FMV when um, Alexander is summoned oh, uh, to defend uh, Alexandria from that is Bahamian. so gorgeous. That's like my favorite. That's like my favorite scene in any of the games. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it is very, very visually stunning. And then after seven, um, uh, ten came out. Yeah, and, um, and um, I, I, I was I was just completely blown away with the whole voice acting. I know, and, um, you know, and I was like, oh my god, they're finally not voices in my head. <laughs> I know, like, didn't you do that? Like, where you had like your own voice for all the characters, and then yeah, like, just not having that imagination anymore. You're just kind of like thrown off. Mm-hmm. It, it it was, but um, <laughs> uh, it really really paced the story really good. Yeah. And, um, Final Fantasy X, that game I, in, in particular really had had an impact on me as a player. Yeah. Because, you know, the first time you're playing through it, you, you have no idea what's going on. You're going on this same journey as a Titus. You know, you're still the outsider. Mm-hmm. And then your second playthrough, you're like, oh, my gosh, finally, everything is falling into place. I know. You know and you, you know you what's going to happen. Yeah. And you're just like thinking, like Titus, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like stop. I mean, <laughs> I know when he's like, "What is ascending?" I know. <laughs> and and then it's like it's like I get it, Lulu. I get it. <laughs> I know. It's like, what are you gonna do after you defeat Sin? Don't talk about that. Oh. <laughs> and then I guess on from there, you went on to. Did you go right on to twelve then? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I, I played uh, Final Fantasy twelve. Um, that one uh, was uh, very different from the ones I played before. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but I liked the flexibility that you had with your party members, mm. and um, I loved the art direction in it, like how like how, how everything had its little details, and everything was like uh, bordered with filigree and spirals and everything <laughs> yeah no i really like that too i love like pinello's uh the detail and like pinello's costume i don't know yeah. why i always found like her little overall like um suspenders leather thing like i just always thought it looked so cool yeah yeah and uh definitely fran too i, I, mean, oh, yeah, I love fran. the details with, yeah. with her outfit as well and her outfit has a ton of detail and and balthier as well like his um yeah. his vest and stuff like yeah no i definitely agree with that i think i think 12 has really great designs in there and then um then we move on to 13 yeah 13 was um when, when, I, when I saw it you know um i really gravitated just to the just to the really enhanced graphics on it since it was on the uh ps3 yeah and you know i i thought it was just visually stunning like like when i thought square enix couldn't top themselves you know they 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 did i know with uh with the the design elements and um uh while while watching the trailers for those you know i i just fell in love with the uh the battle theme Mm. um oh my god yeah yeah blinded by light yeah, bl- yeah, blinded by light. I was like, "What is the title of it?" Yeah, no, <laughs> and, it's so uh, good. Know, yeah, I mean, it has that just just that momentum that that, that you feel like like it really picked up the pace for uh, really picked up the pace for the battle system mm-hmm. and like the whole um, paradigms and uh, your respective members. You know, it, it really, yeah. you know, it like everything fit with it. <laughs> yeah, I I. That was like the first game where I actually felt really challenged as well. I don't know about you, but like, I think with the paradigm shifts, I always just felt really like it was it was challenging, like trying to figure mm-hmm. out what to what works with what. And I really liked that yeah. about thirteen. Yeah, I mean the battle system is is, is really not as one dimensional as the uh, previous installments were. Yeah. Like you had to actually be like okay um i need to have this kind of character this kind of character and this kind of character and um for for the longest time i struggled with that first fight with um i, I think it was the first the first or the, or, or, or the first or the second fight with uh Bartandalus. oh my gosh yeah and uh, i was just beating my head against it and 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 usually i just do an all-out offensive mm-hmm. uh, same 
just attack. Just, uh, yeah, just attack. attack, attack, attack. But then you, you realize, okay, I need to pull back. I need to reevaluate. I need to put up some defensive spells. And then finally, I think it was like two weeks that I finally uh, defeated him and went on <laughs> and went on with the story. And you felt so good. <laughs> yeah. Felt so good until the other battle <laughs> when you're in, when you're in Ereba before you mm. return to Pulse or before you return to Cocoon. That was an, another battle with him that I had trouble with. Yeah, I just remember having such a difficult time with Sid Reigns. That was my oh oh yeah. That was yeah. my major gripe. Like I worked on him so long, like I just could not get past him. And then yeah, I think. I think that's sort of the nice thing about the 13 is that like the feeling of accomplishment when you actually beat a boss, you just are like, this is amazing. It is. <laughs> this is a great feeling of accomplishment that you don't really get with the other one. Like you kind of get it maybe with 10 with like Unaleska and that stuff like that. Yeah. But like, you know, it's it's still not nearly as satisfying as beating even um, Alexander Hope's Eidolon oh my God, fight, that battle. like, that is just, oh. I, I, I dreaded that. It's, 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 it's a hopes and Vanille's fight, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, but it's good, though. I like a challenge. Yeah. But um, either way, yeah, that's all the questions that I have for you. But uh, thank you so much for all the support that you've given us. Um, oh, sure. And for allowing us to continue our podcast and... Like, I mean, we are so grateful, Daryl and I. Um, I know I know Daryl is grateful in the other room taking care of Allie. <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, no, uh I just wanna I just want you to know how appreciative we are of of you and just thank you. Thank you so much. For oh everything. yeah, you you you're definitely welcome. I mean, I love the show. Uh I love Final Fantasy and, and this just tops off my week whenever your podcast is released. Oh <laughs> thank you so much. And we're back. Whee. It was awesome having Blue Machine on. You had know, a load of fun, wasn't Lauren? Yeah, we had so much fun talking about uh, 13 and all that sort of stuff. So, and, uh, very yeah. on brand. And Dissidia. And Dissidia, of course, yes. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to come on the show too, like Blue Machine just has, um, then please be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash to find out how you can do so. Whee. Okay, Lauren, it's time to get on to the news. Mm. There's, I mean, there's not been massive <laughs> amounts, but there's no. been like weird Enough. stuff that yeah. I don't think anyone really saw happening. No. So, Final Fantasy 15. They have literally just announced Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition. Well, they kind of, we kind of knew that this was going to happen. At well, some we didn't point. know the last podcast. No, no. Well, I, I get. I, but no, I, I mean, get what you like mean. in the we knew in there, general, we, we knew that they were going. There was going to be something like this. We thought there was going to be a game of year, game of the year edition, yeah. which was going to include the season pass to tie in with the Windows edition. That's what yeah. most games do. Yeah. What we didn't expect was that they were going to be adding a whole new load of other stuff. I know. On the on top of it. So now there's going to be like a new Insomnia, Insomnia City Ruins dungeon. There's going to be extra boss fights in there for Cerberus, mm. Omega, not Omega Weapon, which I made the mistake of in the reaction yeah. that we did. Um, Kings of Law, Kings of, the Kings of Yore as well, which appeared in Kingslave. They're all going to be boss fights that you can do against. There's going to be first person mode, which is obviously yeah. in the PC version. They're going to be expanding the armager. They're going to be making it so you can actually now... Um, use the boat, the royal vessel, uh, mm. to go between Cape Kaim and Alticia. They teased water fights as well. Um, they're going to be obviously putting on season pass content, all the free updates in there. Yep. So, like, I think everyone was kind of shocked yeah. that they did all this. And then there was a lot of confusion around what it actually meant because mm. the royal edition is going to retail for $50. Um, again, Game of the Year edition is not too surprising. It's got the season pass included. Mm. But then they made a mistake and said that the... So if you have the base version of the game, there was confusion as to whether or not this content would be added for free in one of the updates. Yeah. Or whether you'd have to pay for it. Yeah. And um, when we initially had the discussion, I think we were a bit negative about it in terms of like, based on what they've done so far. Yeah. And for people that have supported the game and everything. Yeah. You know, it we I guess we felt it would be nice if they included this in the in the main game for free. Like yeah. if you've bought the Royal Edition, you're getting the season pass of free updates and everything fifty dollars, perfectly fine because yeah. the season pass was twenty dollars. Yeah. So really it's like a thirty dollar game. Yeah. 
Um, but then they said that the Royal Edition, if you had the original th- uh, 15, was going to cost you $20 to unlock the, the new uh, dungeon and the, the boss fights yeah. and the armager and the vessel. Um, which then were people were like, well, why why should I have to pay $20, $20 extra? Yeah, for um, like arguably maybe a couple hours worth of content, not even. And also, yeah, because I mean, but I guess the main thing is that it meant that people that were getting the Royal Edition were we're kind of getting that content for free. Yeah, they're getting more. Whereas for if less. you had the original game, you have to pay more for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, what does this mean for people who bought, like, the Ultimate Collector's Edition? Like, not only did they get shafted because they didn't get the season pass, but on top of that, they're saying that you have to buy this on top of it. Like, and then, well, there's this, and then there's the potential that there's going to be like, a second season but pass. But then it's also if you've already bought the season pass as well. What yeah, well, it's, there? A sec- it's in the second season now, isn't it? But then yeah. this isn't even part of the second season pass that we know of. So you have so, but, to pay. But then, but then to confuse things even further, Square Enix came out and said, actually, the $20 um, price tag that was put in the press release for all this, that was a mistake. We didn't mean to put that in there. Mm. But have they haven't clarified what they did mean to put in yeah. there. Like, is it going to be free? Are you yeah. going to have to pay for it? Like... I mean, it's a very confusing situation. It is, it um, is. Because, like, yeah, are people who already bought the season pass, are they just not going to get that content? Or are they going to yeah. have to pay $20 to I get... I think it's going to be that situation, yeah. And that's horrible. But, I mean, like, the okay, the thing for me is that I I really don't know how I feel about it because it's a confusing situation. Like, yeah. when have we ever been in a situation where like a game has been out for a period of time, they've done a season pass, fair enough. Then they've said, okay, now we're adding more content... Mm. Um, but it's not a second season pass. It's just more stuff. Yeah. Like, and we're gonna charge you twenty dollars more in order to do it. Like, it's almost like they just. Which I guess is fine because if it well, was like new of. outfits and stuff, then you'd expect to pay more for that. Yeah, kind of. But it's just like Square Enix is constantly penalizing people who bought the game outright. Well, I mean, there's it's also the fact there's additional story in there too. Yeah, which I should say. Yeah, like that is really like kind of ridiculous like the fact that they're charging people additional money for people who um for people who either bought the game earlier or bought the ultimate collector's edition like yeah. it's really i guess it depends on how you look at it because you could really look at it, say i'm being penalized you could look at it, say well it was never planned to be in there in the first place yeah like it's a difficult situation i don't really know how to wrap my head around it all I do know is that obviously they're continuing to support Final Fantasy 15. There's also mm. a January update that, they've mm. ju- that is going live, or will be live by the time you listen to this, that adds um, Araneo as a training partner in the camp, it adds some new stuff you can buy from Altissia, and it adds some new tu- tutorials. I'm guessing there's going to be continuing to be free updates as well in mm. addition to this other stuff. Like, it's we don't know. They said they were going to release their roadmap at the end of last year for what they were doing this year. They haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult to tell what their actual plans are because they haven't been forthcoming with it. Mm. They've just announced the Royal Edition out of the blue. Well, not they had the ESRB leak, but um, it kind of just no one knew that that, that level of stuff was going to be coming. Mm. And then they've got the update. Like, we don't know what's happening in February or March or we don't know what's happening with the episodes, really. No. Apart from episode Arden. It's a very confusing situation. It really is. I really wish they would just sort themselves out I know. and and learn how to communicate yeah. these things anyway um moving on obviously the decidia nt open beta came and went lauren played it a ton mm. um i played it a ton who's your favorite character lauren oh i really liked titus in the end i really liked titus and um i mean shantoto was fun as well and Yastola, like I think those three were kind of the ones that I I preferred. I really the enjoyed most. Ace. Oh yes, you oh, loved Ace. Type zero, especially because you'd be such a dick with him. He was great. <laughs> I remember when he was Apart playing. From when it was laggy, he was a terrible character know, for lag. He was. It was hilarious sometimes when he was like uh, trying him out, and then he would just see how far his range was with some of his attacks, and it just went on forever. It was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've also announced the, uh, the, the a bit more information about the season pass. So they've been cryptic with it mm-hmm. and said there's going to be four men included and two women. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to be, well, five of them are going to be new. One of them is going to be old. Some of them are going to be from the new generation of games, some from the old generation, but they didn't specify where the cutoff was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also reiterated plans on top of that to say that the original Dissidia characters are going to be added too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is going to be Yuna, Tifa, Gabranth, Laguna, and Prish, but they didn't say when. No. Some one of those may be in the season pass because of the, it was an old character, so that old female character. 
So that could be Yuna or Tifa. Mm-hmm. Which is also but they said a bit it was cheeky. new generation games, so it's probably going to be Yuna. Yeah, I would have thought so. It could be Prish, Unless though. they don't know how to count. Could be Prish. Um, either way, yeah. So uh, that's all been happening. Um, and then we published a video on our YouTube channel talking about the Cecilia franchise. And I basically went on a mini tirade saying... Opera Omni has been out for almost a year in Japan now. It would be the perfect game for them to use to promote Dissidia NT in the West. Why aren't they releasing it? Mm. If they don't release it now, it's going to be a complete waste um, because it's got such a cool cast of characters. It's a, t- a turn-based system again. Yep. Uh, but the inter- that it integrates the Dissidia mechanics of the Brave and HP attacks. And then the day after, no joke, the day after I put this up, they then announced Opera Omnia was releasing in January. Yep. Just to spite you. Or, or, or also maybe, just, yeah. to, just to answer your prayers. Yeah, they were just like, like you just, know what, Daryl? You yeah, asked for this. Yeah. You're getting it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, Opera Omnia is supposed to be coming out at some point this month. Mm-hmm. It's going to be free to play. Um, it has a load of characters. I think there's like 60 or 70 characters in it now. Uh, that are, there's even like Crystal Chronicles side characters. There's a load of characters from Eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, type yeah, Zero. Type Zero, yeah. There's, there's tons of characters in the game. Mm-hmm. It should um, be fun. And then the last thing we have before we get on to rounding things out is that uh, they just had an art exhibition in Japan for the 30th anniversary, even though we're now in the 31st year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, they showed us a new concept art for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, There's some stuff around Midgar, the church, Aerith's house. uh, And they showed us some, I I believe it's concept art that Roberto Ferrari has done around Avalanche members. Mm. So you've got Jesse, Biggs and Wedge. Um, and they also, which Lauren was super psyched about, they showed off some concept art from um, the uh, audio drama. Oh, the audio drama for, for Final Fantasy X. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, um, they they basically released some of the artwork that was actually uh, colored in. So it was really cool to just see, to see it there because, I mean, we weren't really expecting it. It also um, screams hints for uh, possible 10-3 yeah, in the future. 10-3. They're They've still the talking about it, so still thinking about it. So, so yeah, uh, that was a quick news wrap up. Um, and now we're going to go to the music, <gasps> which is from Final Fantasy XV. It's an arrangement of Ignis's theme mm. by Alan Skywater. Uh, it's a piano arrangement. It's really cool. If you haven't played episode Ignis or listened to Ignis's theme, you're going to enjoy this. Um, so, yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 6th of February. Be sure to subscribe to us on the iTunes store if you haven't already. Just search for Final Fantasy with there or thereabouts. And uh, you, of course, you can catch all our news coverage as well as the podcast episodes on FinalFantasyUnion.com. And if you really enjoy what we do and want badges and other things, then feel free to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. All right, guys. Um, yeah, it's time for us to skedaddle. Bye. Yes, bye. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. Thank you.